0: Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. I want to kick off by saying thank you so much for listening. This is, you know, very much in our early days here. As I am as I, stressed to point out, we are not past the first letter yet. We've got 26 of these things to get through. We're going through the entire alphabet of Metallica's discography here. And today you join us at Atlas Rise, which is our second song of Hardwired. Very excited to get into this with my guest today. Before I do though, please get at us. Um, many, many ways you can get in contact with the show on the Twitter at Metallica Pod. We post various links, upcoming episodes, news, that sort of stuff. You know, great to interact if you want to interact as well. MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send me some longer correspondence, I will always read it out on the show. Maybe you want to, you know, how did you get into Metallica? Your, your opinions on songs that maybe we've covered, songs we're going to cover. If you want to come on the show as well, like the guest today did, email me. Literally, just get in contact, say, I want to do this song, that song, and we'll have you on. I'll be more than happy to have you on. This is going to be a journey uh, of, of fans, you know, of fan appreciation going through here and you know great to have you so please do get in contact with us there metallica at gmail.com please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to whether it be on itunes please leave us a review on itunes as well that's greatly appreciated uh, on youtube i know we get way more listeners on itunes and the podcast uh, you know the feed rather than our youtube which makes sense in a grand sort of thing on my other podcast actually the, the opposite there so it's quite interesting but please whatever platform you're on maybe you want to wear that are on youtube subscribe there comment share uh with a patreon as well patreon.com forward slash metallica pod or really- should know that off by heart by now but check our description it'll be there if you want to support the show thank you to everyone that's supporting the show so far definitely joe ca has been a great supporter from day dot if you want to listen to alpha Metallica episodes a week before they come out you know our like standard alphabetical sort of analysis episodes and you want access to longer form content um when this drops uh, an episode that i'm doing with a good friend of mine adam about sort of the history of metallica and megadeth that should be on the patreon first those sort of things are going to be on there you know near exclusively as is live concert reviews and stuff like that so if you want to give back to the show you want to help the show stay Online, you want to, you know, you want, you want to show how much you, you dig Alf Metallica as a whole, please head on to the Patreon. That would be greatly appreciated, as all the other things are. But yeah, as I said, um, today's guest is someone who just got in touch with us through the email. I'm very excited to have uh, Colton on here, all the way from Tennessee. Colton, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about you, Tom? Very, very well, very well. And it's great to to have someone, you know, uh, across the pond, as it were, kind of united here by Metallica. And, and where, where does it start for you, Colton? How did you get into the band?
1: Um, well, um, I started kind of listening to older music, uh, as I got older, um, uh, probably through Guitar Hero mostly is where I started listening to music like this from, um, Guitar Hero 3 would have probably been my first interaction because one was on there.
0: Yes, I, I, um, I remember that actually, I had Guitar Hero 3, it came with the Explorer, I think.
1: Yeah, it had, a. Uh, I I think it was either explorer or the les paul oh, Gibson no, no.
0: i think you're right yeah number two had the explorer number three was the was the black les paul wasn't it
1: yeah that's uh, yeah, what it was yeah, yeah, yeah. but um of course they had their own game release and that pretty yeah. much delved further into it
0: yeah i've never actually played uh I, I do like the guitar hero games as a sort of trivial diversion and i've heard the metallica one's great I've, so you've played it quite a bit
1: um unfortunately yes i've poured probably way too many hours <laughs> into it over the course of the years um I spent so many times just staying up really late playing the game and talking with my friends at school later. How you know they couldn't beat certain songs and we just try to play it on expert and stuff like that and have fun like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine. Really, that you know. So, what was it? Was it is pretty much your entire discography is it on the on the game?
1: Um, I think there's something like 40 songs on there. Not all of them are Metallica. Most of them are though. Right. Um, right, if right. it's not Metallica, it's stuff they either like or. They were influenced by, I think Rob actually helped pick the, uh, the, the songs that went on there.
0: All right, okay, cool. Yeah, because I don't know if you've heard yourself, but I know floating around there is this kind of notion that Death Magnetic on the Guitar Hero game sounds way better than the actual cd release it's just mastered or you know balanced or whatever it is so i'd definitely like to check that out i I guess we could do an episode in the future on alpha delica on the guitar hero game i'd have to get my hands on it but that would be quite cool just to see what went down there. i played the beatles one quite extensively the beatles rock band one and that was actually brilliant it was a really great sort of tribute to the band as well as just having their songs on there but of course we're not you know we're not here to talk about video games here we're here to talk about um (laughs) atlas rise which is where we are now in our explorations, I say we are going, you know, by the letter here, we are going song by song, we have no choice in the matter, we are going f- through to these songs, but this is a song that I'm quite excited to get into, obviously off Hardwired, at the time of us recording this, Hardwired's been out about six months or so, maybe a little bit more than this, this is June 2017, um, talk to me about the song, I mean, what, was this again just a single that you heard first of all, how did you first get into it? So of course,
1: um, I'd been listening to the releases since, you know, they dropped Hardwired in August, and then moth into flame in september i think this one came out at the end of october sometime and hmm. i just happened to be on spotify and it popped up and said hey metallica released the new thing. i'm like oh okay well, let's listen to this and yeah. immediately plopped it on and started listening to it
0: yeah and i mean talk to me about the song then so we what, generally we'll, we'll get into the sort of minutia of the song in, in a moment but what, what's your general thoughts on atlas rise um i really like it i think
1: it's um you know it doesn't have to be some sort of grand metallica epic song i feel like this is Kind of like um a tribute sort of to like new wave of British heavy metal, like mm. I get a lot of that in the song, I get a lot of new wave of British heavy metal vibes coming from the song,
0: yeah, 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 completely I mean i I would argue, I mean, and kind of a facet of the new wave of British heavy metal was a harmonized guitar. And that this is all over that Atlas Rise. I'd argue this is kind of the epitome of Metallica Harmony guitar. Like, there's a lot of Metallica Harmony guitar out there. I'm thinking about, you know, obviously Master of Puppets in the middle section, towards the end of, of Blackened and stuff like that. And and they have always played with it in certain paradigms here. But in this song in particular, there's so much, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there's a whole lot of the, the duo guitars um, just after the solo, stuff like that. Um, I really like that stuff. It just makes everything kind of go up to that extra level, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. I think, you know, Iron Maiden and Finn Lizzy are two of the biggest influences on Metallica. And obviously that was kind of one of their mainstays. Finn Lizzy especially, you know, kind of put that kind of twin harmonies in there sort of thing. But, you know, we kick off with that that intro. I I really like the intro to this. I think it's quite a powerful kind of punchy thing. It doesn't outstay talking. It's quite repetitive, but in a quite compelling sense, you know yeah you know it kicks off strong kind of gets everybody ready for what's about to happen Mm mm-hmm. it kind of just has that sort of bum 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 like that kind of that kind of clatter to it it's kind of a nice motif careening forward and then we get into that that sort of that pedal point riff that kind of da 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 like which is very you were talking about like new wave heavy british metal it's kind of hard to say that actually new wave of british heavy metal It's <laughs> kind of a bit of a tongue twister there but um again it kind of you know making use of that open e it does have that kind of uh you know back in the day essence to it
1: yeah it sounds really like like i said i just really get that whole vibe of it i feel like you know their music is all about it's based on that you know they just took it to another level they added speed to it and heaviness but this one really feels like if I had to pick one song that would be British Heavy Metal, this would be it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I can't deny that at all. Um, I mean, it's funny, I actually, just did um, Am I Evil recently with Martin Popoff, kind of, you know, the the, the old Garage Inc. sort of stuff. And that's in this mode yeah. as well. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 and the album as a whole, like we were just speaking earlier about, uh, you know, the sort of Guitar Hero, Death Magnetic mixes and stuff like this. The hardwired album as a whole, including Atlas Rise, it sounds so good. It just sounds so crisp. James' voice sounds fantastic. The drums sound brilliant.
1: Yeah, the production is miles ahead of Death Magnetic. Like, I really liked the album, but Mm. there was some muddiness about the whole thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's just all a bit sort of quite brash wasn't it it didn't it didn't have kind of a lived in quality of lots of instruments existing together it felt almost demoey um yeah yeah you know you know to to a certain extent and then you know the song kind of, sort of pushes forward here i think i don't i don't mind that main riff that i kind of had to grow on me a little bit when i first heard it it felt almost a bit I don't know, it's a bit random, sort of, I, like, musically it makes sense. It's not atonal or anything, but it just didn't seem to stick with me so much. But when you kind of encounter the song as a whole, and, uh, you know, I love James' singing here, that, oh, you bet! Like, you know, if you really feel like he's crushed below an and weight.
1: Yeah, he really goes into it there. Um, also, right before they go into that, you know, middle section, not middle mm. section, the uh, the chorus, yeah. Lars is drumming. I really love the the little, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not a drummer, so right, I don't right, do right. so well <laughs> Kind of sounds like double bass. I'm not sure if it all is, but before they go into the all you bear, he does that. And then after each of the lines, I really love that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the harmonies on that all you bear as well, the sense of kind of moving, moving up and up. And, and, and you know, and we said again about the idea of harmony here and here explicitly yeah. in guitar where when he's singing, duh, duh, die as you suffer in vain, you know, duh, 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 like what, what do you think about having that guitar behind the sort of vocal melody? I, you know, it's something that I really like,
1: you know, listening to a whole lot of, you know, music like this and stuff. Like I said, it, it, this one specifically, when I first heard, it, I thought this really sounded like some sort of Iron Maiden sort mm, of thing, because mm. it sounds like something they would do with the twin guitars Definitely. right over the vocals. Um, I think it adds to it. It really... Yeah. makes the song what it is.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely does. It's quite a unique thing of theirs as well. Like you definitely saw none of this on Death Magnetic. N- nothing yeah. really going to this sort of territory. And, and not too much on Hardwired as a whole really, but it is a great sort of pay on to that to early days and I think it was this song Hardwired and Moth into the Flame that were kind of the, the you know the free punch the sort of get people taster of the album and you know personally Moth is probably my favorite of the free but I think this is, you know, still a really really strong song here. And it kind of makes me laugh as well because when we have the chorus is we go back into hearing that riff before we get into the main verse and sort of kirk he just sort of does like a kirkness on the song you know what i mean he plays like (laughs) a quite empty lead like it's fine and it it has its place but other guitar like like i am going to sort of critique kirk in a moment as well as we get onto the solo but and i I think i think you know um ethan and clint from metal up your podcast as well they're, they're on the same page as me here they they sort of recognize that Hardwired isn't Kirk's album really he doesn't really do anything interesting on it He apparently lost his phone full of riffs but I saw an interview yeah. with James afterwards James said like oh he just didn't have any riffs like the phone thing was kind of an excuse like you know the stuff he was bringing wasn't good enough and to be, to be fair though it's hard because I was, re- I was reading um, Mick Wall's book recently about Jason Newstead and sort of the idea of him in the band and how he wanted more songwriting credits but at the end of the day if you're in a band with James Hetfield you've got to do something brilliant to get it on record above him
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, James and Lars are definitely, like, the hive mind. They are, yeah. you know, what makes Metallica Metallica.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's, there's another good point in that book, actually, where Mick was talking about Dave Mustaine um, being k- kicked out of the band quite early. And the idea, he, or at least his theory was, and it kind of makes sense, it wasn't necessarily that Dave was so destructive or alcoholic as, as a lot of the other band members were. Apparently Dave was quite nasty. But I was reading a story about James, actually. James could be quite a nasty drunk as well. So, so maybe it wasn't that level. It, it was the idea that Dave was a leader. And there wasn't enough room in this band for freely leaders like you know i think you, hive mind is correct really you need lars and james there at the epicenter but having another driver it's you know it's not going to get anywhere going there so kirk you know kirk does what he does and and the guitar sort of comes back in the riffs kind of come back in we get a kind of dunderheady sort of bridge riff that, that isn't bad but <laughs> you know it's kind of kind of a bit, bit ploddy but not bad and then and then yeah. kirk's guitar solo which it's just it's just sort of noise to me. Like, it's kind of exciting on a visceral level. Like, but when you actually sort of pick it apart, it's just, he's not doing anything. Like, he's just making sound.
1: Yeah, I was listening to it a few times. Um, you know, I've listened to it a whole lot, but I was listening to it a few times before the, the show here. Yeah. And um, I, I just get the idea, you know, I, I hear the wah. And, like, that's mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> worst things I feel about Kirk Hammett is he plays too much wah and his stuff. And oh, I know yeah. a lot of people feel that way, but I can really hear it in this song. And it's like, well, it's okay, but it's like, come on. Yeah the wah you
0: know yeah yeah you yeah, know it, it's completely a crutch like you know i mean we've seen that kind of got birthed in the load reload era where he's playing a lot of boring blues solos and you do put that wah underneath it just to give it a bit more of a pull but it's not really being used in any kind of interesting way what what i do love uh, guitar wise about this song though is the solo sort of does its thing sort of thing and then we hear and then it just kind of pulls the song back in that that, that kind of repeated chorus motif and i i i i I love the guitar heroics uh, towards kind of you know the four or five minute moment. is some. It's great that you know thirty odd years into this Metallica career, Kirk and James can still be you know guitar heroes and just riff it up.
1: Yeah, um, they just they still have it. I don't I don't think they've missed a beat. It just no. either it, it gets better. It just kind of. Uh ferments it gets better yes, you
0: know yeah 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 there's deep ferments um for hetfield and co definitely and you know this song is um obviously off the new record so they're playing it live yeah. all the time as of now as of when he recording, this the 18th of June Atlas Rise has been performed 38 times it was first performed in Colombia uh, the the capital bogota uh, November 1st 2016 and last performed just 2 days ago when they're in Dallas June 16th which i think they just uploaded Sad But True um, from Dallas on. On the on the youtube channel their official YouTube channel i mean i know you're seeing them soon you must be so excited because th- they're playing like absolute like monsters
1: yeah um this is like uh the best i've ever heard them sound on their youtube channel and any video that i've seen like they've always sounded good but like i think they've they've either found the sound that they want to use on tours or something like that because mm. even if you go back to you know three or four years like 2012 or something like that they sound good but this is like a whole new good this yeah. is like 110% as opposed to 100
0: Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. Um, I actually made a video um, the other day, which I uploaded on the YouTube channel, which should- people should check out. And it's basically... Metallica have been going what 81 till now 2000 um, 2017 so about 36 37 years something like that on film at least and i cut a clip i did about 40 seconds from each year just going through and you could sort of see the progression of the band and see them moving forward and they seem to be getting kind of better and better and better i think a lot of people agree that kind of the peak was probably 89 the sort of justice tour they yeah. were just you know absolute beast that seattle show is incredible and then you know through the 90s they, they, you know they, they there was no real newcomers they we're still going well, but kind of post-Saint Anger, you know, they kind of dipped quite a bit, actually, there's a, there's, a, there's a 2005 performance of them doing Orion, which is, like, one of my favourite songs, it's kind of bad, like, I, I can't quite put my finger on why, but it just doesn't, it doesn't, it lacks that kind of soul and that tightness, but I like you say, i I'm so happy to see that as of late they are just you know crushing it live like and they seem so happy as well like they all yeah, yeah. you know and why, I guess why wouldn't you be but, but you know they, in, in the situation they're in they seem to be relishing it and you know just slaying slaying these stadiums and you know yeah I, I'm seeing them uh, in the UK in their sort of arena tour later in the year but I would love I would have loved to have to have gone to the St Louis show or whatever you know the show that you've got coming up or the Dallas show they they are in this irrevocable form like y- you must you must be out of your mind man like it's so close yeah
1: it's it's insane i, I can't wait um the only thing i'm dreading is standing in the line to get up there because i have general admission so i'm gonna try to get as close as i can yeah. but i don't have any sort of you know special entry but you know um you know you're right like you know the 89 show seattle like that's the pinnacle like mm-hmm. that's the best metallica show i think they've ever recorded Probably and they've yeah. ever done and around that time is the greatest thing but this is like the second best it yeah. could have ever been yeah yeah, um, yeah. But th- you know, this song sounds really good live, speaking of live. Um mm. every time I've heard it, it sounds just, just as good or better than the record. Um And talking about the close of the song, like when he when he goes into the end of it, when he says Atlas Rise for the last time, he goes into that long Yeah sort of, you know that's probably one of my favorite parts, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean Hetfield's vocals on this, you know, I cannot mark anything against them. He sounds brilliant. I rise, like, you know, yeah. He does have yeah. that power in his voice here. And, you know, there's there's very sort of like Hetfield words in this that he likes to sing, like, you know, reje- yeah. rejection, perception, perfection, <laughs> like, you know, the kind of the way yeah. he, put, like, he just kind of spits it out there. Blame the world and blame your maker, wish him to the undertaker. There's the the rhythms that come up in the verses are excellent. Like all together, I think Atlas Rise is strong. I think what I like about Atlas Rise is they're not necessarily trying too many new things, but they're going back to older ideas here, and, and they still work, you know, they, they can still, um, okay, oh, uh, another harmony thing that I guess we uh, might have glossed over, um, The Day That Never Comes, towards Ooh. the end of that, that has quite a lot of harmonized guitar kind of running in and out of it, but, yeah, uh, uh Atlas Rides, I mean, a strong track, I guess, uh, lyrically as well, James can, he has this odd thing of his lyrics where he can be kind of almost frustratingly vague and then very powerfully laconic as well. So, you yeah. know, it's sort of the opening bitterness and burden, curses rest on thee. I mean, using the word thee uh, is, uh, you know, quite, quite an old-timey thing there. Solitaire and sorrow, all eternity. Like, what does that really mean? Like, I don't, I don't I, you know, again, it's kind of a lot like astronomy here. But then there can be really powerful stuff as well. And I like how it's all tied into this idea of, you know, Atlas and, and kind of the, the stress of the world on your back something and the title as well atlas comma yeah. rise exclamation mark it kind of you know it kind of enter sandman almost it's kind of just a one two sort of punch of you know what what is this actually going to be about but i mean all in all atlas rise for you it's quite a good track
1: yeah uh i would say it's up there in the stronger tracks um of course the whole disc one of hardwired is really good um mm. disc two is good too but you know it's not as good as disc one but i feel like it's a it's a good follow-up song to hardwired it kind of delves deeper than just a simple chugging riff you know gives you some more
0: substance Mm -mm. and i agree what you said it is an album of two halves isn't it really where the first is quite a bit stronger
1: yeah um you know the, the whole first disc has like probably the six well strongest songs minus spit out the bone um but, the, you know, the second half, there's a couple of songs that I don't really care for. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of Murder One. I get it to the tribute, you know, and that's cool. But mm. it's not for me. Um, Probably, like, half the songs on there I just don't really care for on the second disc.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think the first, you know, Hard Words, Great right? Atlas, obviously, is very good, as we said. I quite like Now That We're Dead. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like it grown on me quite a bit, but it's almost like a pop song in a sense. Yeah, it's sense. sort of poppy, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But
1: I still like it, I dig it. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> no, d- definitely. Um I don't know if you saw them play it on Colbert um a few a few months ago. They did like a sort of uh, shorter, kind of more T V friendly version. It was a bit slower as well. That that was quite good. Moth I absolutely adore. Um oh, I, yeah. you know, I think I think the song's like terrific. I think it's like one of the best songs I've recorded in years. Dream, oh yeah. You know, Dream No More I don't I don't mind Dream No More. I think a lot of people love that chorus. It's I, I
1: like Dream No More as, you know, as an alright song. Um mm. I'm glad they haven't played it a whole whole lot. I think they've played it like once or twice so far. Mm. I don't know why people tend to really really like that a whole lot. Um people are calling for that to be in the set list instead of sad but true, so <sighs> i don't
0: know that that, that's the thing because i've seen a lot of people online on the reddit and stuff be a bit like oh metallica set list you know they never change it sort of thing but you know one they're playing to the biggest audience you know the mass market audience to a certain extent um so they've got to sort of play the hits and i don't know if you feel the same way but i'm seeing them for the first time this year this is your first time seeing i want them to play whatever they want like i would happily watch sad but true and enter sandman like
1: yeah, I, I I kind of feel the same way. I don't mind the bigger hits. The only thing that I'm worried about, this is my biggest concern for the show, mm. I want to hear Creeping Death live because I want to be a part of that experience with oh. the crowd in the middle of the you know, song, everybody's yeah. chanting die. I just want that. And they haven't played it on every show, and I guess I'll be under- I'll understand if they don't play it, but that would just make everything right there. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the one thing I want out of this show the most <laughs> of anything.
0: No, I, I, I completely feel you, Colton. Cre- Creeping Death is my favorite Metallica song um by far and i think i've spoken to a few people like this and we've kind of like a few fans have sort of agreed like when you put it down to brass tacks it's got the most exciting bits in it like the whole song is just terrific It has that egyptian vibe to it as well and the, the lyrics yeah. are, the lyrics are awesome as well yeah i mean I, so july 9th is that right is that when you're going yeah going to yeah. july 9th uh suntra stadium Some... in
1: uh, atlanta georgia
0: okay have you have you been it's there like be- a... have you been there before
1: um i've been in atlanta before but i've never been to the new it's a new stadium they built it's like a baseball stadium for the uh, atlanta braves but um i live about three hours away from there so it's the closest show i could make and i decided as soon as i you know they made the the Announcement I was like, I'm going because mm-hmm. it's the first, I think it's the first stadium tour they've done in America since the early 2000s, like maybe before St. Anger.
0: Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right, actually. I haven't seen them. I know, I know they did kind of like a big, a lot of indoor shows for Death Magnetics. It's quite odd, actually. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested because they're coming over to the UK and they're playing like you know the indoors, the, you know, all the big arenas in Union, you, your Manchester, your Birmingham, etc., your London, but yeah, I've I, I don't know whether this is just me having sort of, you know, beer goggles from Metallica on or sort of thing. But I want them to come over to England and play the stadiums here like the big, big bands do. Like, you know, when, when, when Muse come over, when Foo Fighters come over, they play like Wembley and all yeah. the... You know, and it's... I'd love... I, I'm sure they could because they actually sold out Wembley 2008 when they came over here last time for the oh, yeah. stadiums. So they could do. But it's funny you mentioned the Sun Trust Park, actually, because... I'm kind of, in a sort of geeky way, sort of fascinated by stadiums and what they look like and sort of stuff, and just going through, you know, the Camping World Stadium, Soldier Field and Comerica Park, is that what it's called in Detroit, or something like that? But uh, yes yeah, That's just, what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, so, something like that, like they just, you know, they're absolute, like, you know, coliseums that Metallica yeah. are absolutely, absolutely going to destroy. I hope for your sake they do Creeping Death um, because, yeah, that is a staple that should never go, in my opinion. Like, like you know what I mean? That is the song. Yeah, that was, They opened it's with that like for like years. The second,
1: yeah, it's like the second most played song or something like that they've done, yes. I think, according to their numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but... But, yeah, no, it's going to be, you know, I'm sure you're going to have a crazy, crazy time. And they're doing the – have you seen that they're doing the – that they release, like, a mix of the show about a week later? Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. I think it's, like, they have, like, 48 hours. They say up to 48 hours later. Then they release the whole show. Um, I think you can get it on, like, three or four different kinds of, like, audio files. Mm. Um, But I've heard nothing but great things about that because it's mixed by the same people who mix the album. That's right it should have the same production value so like i'm absolutely going to get that as soon as possible and i'm sure you will too as big of a fan you are
0: <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> no definitely for the for the birmingham show yeah i can't and it, it's been great going on the website actually and seeing they have sort of the silhouette of the hardwired silhouette with some sort of iconography of the city kind of yeah you know, pr- 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 and all the videos they've been doing have you been watching the videos where they're like you know um you know best wishes to whatever city they've been in it shows you like a compilation.
1: Yeah, it shows yeah. the you know, whole shots of the city yeah. and then it shows the crowd and stuff and like I think the coolest part is when they go up into the the stands yeah. and they give the people the pit passes that are up there in like yeah. the
0: top levels. Yeah, 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 you know, I'm I'm going to be watching that with fingers crossed, hoping Colton that I see you someone give you a snake pit pass there because <laughs> it, it it is it is such a wonderful gesture because when I when I saw those snake passes um the, the the actual snake area. I don't know if you can pay to get in, but I I've read that it's you know, it's predominantly just given out to people like just as a yeah. gesture like um, You don't pay for it from everything I understand. There's like a
1: little contest section on like Metallica's right. website, and you just enter that to get pit passes, and there's also a meet-and-greet contest. Yeah, yeah, So they just give it out to people, whoever enters, and they just randomly give it to you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that they do that. They don't make it to where, you know, people pay thousands of dollars to get inside there. It's just, it, you know, they give it to whoever.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. And I think, you know, the uh, at the moment in the stadiums, it's kind of, you know, you're closest to the front. But I remember on like the – you know the cunning stunts tour you would be in the stage like yeah those little pockets of people (laughs) which is just i mean it's kind of good and bad i always thought like on the one level the intimacy is incredible you know oh my god you're next to lars but you might just get like it might be ride the lightning and all you see is rob's shoe (laughs) <laughs> like you, you know you might you, yeah. might you might not see anything but that's what the screens are for that that's what all this good stuff is for but um you know colton this has been it's been great going through atlas rise with you and you know as we say best of wishes for the show and all that do you have do you have anything you'd like to i mean i don't really know do you have any like do you have a, sh- a podcast yourself any twitter you'd like to share or
1: um i mean i really don't i don't really do any sort of youtube stuff um i mean i have read it i mean sure, well yeah but... <laughs> But I don't yeah. like, yeah, I don't really like post anything yeah. on there. I yeah. just kind
0: of go around and do whatever. But... Yeah, yeah, just just give them those upvotes, man. That's all good. That's all good. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, always
1: upvoting the Alpha Metallica stuff. Oh, thank Metallica. you, thank you, man. <laughs> I,
0: I that, that's the problem, really, because like I kind of want to post every episode, but then it's a bit spammy, and it's like you know I don't. I, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of it's kind of give and take sort of thing. I've sort of followed the lead of Clinton and Ethan there, who who's tend to share, you know, share a like sort of thing. But um, no, again, Colton, this has been great, man, and I want to um just urge people again to subscribe to the show comment check out our patreon you know um email us metallica at com. as colton did if you want to come on the show what do we have coming up next i believe yes we have attitude uh is the next song that we'll be going to do uh off reload and then we're getting into bad seed and battery so we've got uh interesting next three weeks definitely some uh some kind of reload offshoots and then a, a master classic opener but yeah 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 that's gonna be so good to get that on i'm actually gonna have um my friend ryan we've been friends since we were four years old and we discovered pretty much discovered metallica together so that'll be definitely nice for us to go through and reminisce on that but um colton i you know thank you so much for joining me all the way from tennessee this has been great man
1: yeah no i appreciate it yeah like you said just just email him and then it's easy you get to pick whatever song he has available and then you get to do it like that's it
0: that's it that's it
1: but um it's pretty simple
0: yeah yeah very simple but um thanks so much man this has been great yeah no I appreciate it it's been fun